Hey guys, welcome to the Bagging Boardcast episode number 407 again. For real? I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being, being the Week in Geek, bring you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list. Yes, the list. It's back. Uh, we're, the books that we are looking forward to coming out May 27th, 2020. And we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week it's a Paul baby where we're going to be doing some sort of superhero draft. Yeah, we're drafting a, we're all drafting a team of superheroes and maybe a supervillain or two to come up with a, a cool storyline. So we're not needing to draft like, you know, a leader and a sidekick. Like it's all towards uh, drafting storylines. So um, there's three things I think I sent you guys that uh, your team will, our storyline will need to have. And we'll get into it uh, when we get to the main topic. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to that just because I was like, oh, we'll go over all this once we start the actual draft. It'll make more sense then. So Yeah, because it, I, I looked at it, I read it, and that's when I had all the questions. And then you were like, no, we're picking. You're yeah. not picking ahead of time. We're picking on the show. So I, I didn't pay much attention after that. Oh, okay. You know why? Because we were all busy mixing drinks or getting new drinks or buying beer. Right. Well, also, like you said, you like to needlessly complicate things. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, put put the blame where it belongs, Paul. That's that's on you. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul puts all these things up with these like all these little rules, and I'm like, well, I need some clarification on this. So I start I start asking questions, and then Chris kind of was like, oh, Paul and I talked about this the other day. This is what it is, and then. Paul's like, no, that's not what it is. It's like this. And Chris is like, really? That's not what we talked about the other day. Well, Paul's like, we, I'm, cha- I'm changing everything. <laughs> it was after the last time we were recorded, and John, you were a little bit, you were well, a little was, bit gone, and I was a little I was, bit on my I, way. So. I was a lot gone. So, so what happens? There, but not there. So because you know we like to drink. I, I was when Caitlin said she was downstairs talking to all of us for an hour. I was baffled because I was like, you're like there for like five minutes. What are you talking well, about? Also, you got mad at me because uh, I left the call and you're like, we were talking. I was like, no, we were finished. Like, yeah, it uh, happens. But, and you know what? Yeah, we, we didn't learn any lesson because we're already drinking again. Yeah. And Paul, uh, you were trying to lead off that you're drinking a cocktail. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I made my ties three different ways. One being just pouring some of the Bacardi party mix my tie into a glass with some ice in it, and uh, then I followed the specs from Smuggler's Cove, and I followed the specs from Death and Co. Uh, right now, unfortunately, I did mix these up beforehand, and I did put ice in them, so they are getting watered down. Uh, it is actually a warm day here in Buffalo. It's like in the 80s, so the ice is melting quickly. Uh, but I'll start off with I, what I assumed was going to be the worst, and I am right. Uh, this is Bacardi <laughs> Mix, Party Mix, Mai Tai. It tastes like somebody put a powdered, like, sour mix, like just a powder, into a, uh, into uh, maybe some alcohol, very little, and mixed it up, and then said, here, this is, this is a Mai Tai. It, it makes me angry because if this is what, if this is somebody's first 
intro to a Mai Tai, they would never want to drink, order a Mai Tai. The, the, people are missing out on how great Mai Tais are if they drink this and think this is what a Mai Tai should be or is. It's it's like I like that you're parties. you're only doing this because I shared a picture that I was drinking a Mai Tai last weekend, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? I like Mai Tais. I've made Mai Tais before, <laughs> and I was just I used the Chi Chi's mix, uh-huh, and it tasted said- like fruit punch. <laughs> Nope, this tastes like uh, like a yellow or maybe and an orange smarty put together in your mouth, and it almost tastes chalky. Uh, it's, it's bad. It wasn't like my the mix I had. It was good for the big gallon for like seven dollars. Mm-hmm. It was ten percent and drank like fruit punch, um, but it wasn't as good as a good. Uh, my tie and we had it for we had it for uh caitlin's birthday weekend we just uh wanted to sit around in the nice weather and enjoy like a fruity drink so i grabbed that and uh yeah my ties are good paul drink drink all of them and give your give us our, your reviews on all of them so you're drinking them at their 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 peak not in uh watered down versions well don't worry i've been drinking all three <laughs> So I'll just have to make notes now and when we do their review. That works, I guess. Guys, last time we recorded, I was the only one that had to get up for work the next day. Well, well, what I think is I great is Paul's, Paul's going to be the one that's getting drunk this time, but he's also the one that's in charge of the episode. Uh, yep. So was I last week. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, and you, you forgot how one of the games was supposed to be working. I know. Whew, Which one's it was younger? a good night. All right. What was it? Um, huh? Who? You, were, you threw it over to me. I'm also drinking a cocktail-inspired drink. Uh, this is from Sideward Brewing, and this is their Tiki Sour, and they call it a Blue Hawaiian-style Berliner Weiss. I don't know if I've ever actually had a Blue Hawaiian before. Uh, it's a cocktail that's made with rum or vodka and then uh, coconut and pineapple. Uh, I do get those notes in this. It is pretty tart. Like every time I take a sip of it, I have just like a moment afterwards where I'm like, ooh. Uh, much like I was previous episode with the Drug Dugs in Harmony. Uh, I've been hitting up a lot of the sours. And like Berliner Weiss styles recently, uh, it's still hot here in Orlando. Uh, so these are all great for outdoor drinking, but not necessarily the most quenching things when you're sitting around recording a podcast or, you know, playing video games, watching Netflix or Disney Plus. Uh, but it's not bad. I do enjoy this a lot. You just, you do get that kind of nice rum sweetness on it. Uh, there's a good like pineapple flavor to it as well. And then, uh, like I said to you guys before recording, Anytime I'm drinking this, I feel like I need to brush my teeth during it. And I think that's however they're getting that coconut into it. Um, I picked up a four pack of this the day that they released it because it was a limited edition canning that they had. Uh, I think I only spent like, I think it was like $16 for the four pack. Uh, it was money well spent. I enjoy it, but I, I'm more looking forward to the beer I have afterwards. Uh, also from Cyber because that's, it's a porter. It's more kind of in line with my my tastes and my flavor profiles. But 
Yeah, I would say after after this, I wouldn't be opposed to actually drinking a, a blue Hawaii. Nice. Uh, and because you're having a sour, I'm having a sour. And uh, from local brewery Resurgence, I'm having their Berry Badgernath, uh, which is a raspberry fruited sour. Um, and this is, it's really uh, delicious. It's only, I think, 4.5%, so it's low ABV, big um, tart raspberry on it. Drinks very easy, and um, it's kind of like um, Minky Boodle's little brother. You know, it's not as tart and as thick as that, but it still captures that really good raspberry tart. Uh, I like it a lot. It's very good. Yeah, I think it's saying something that Minky Boodle's kind of the bar that you have to hit now if you're drinking like a berry, a berry beer. Yeah, I mean it. When people ask me what it's like, I'm like, it's like drinking raspberry preserves. Like, it's thick, it's really raspberry, and it's tart. It's not, like, sour. Um, it's just really a great tart raspberry. And that's where this is uh, This is very good. And speaking of preserves, we're, I think it's time we head out to the news garden so we can pick some of those stories uh, so we can can them put them on a shelf in the basement. Yeah. And, uh, talking about getting canned. <laughs> you <laughs> She didn't actually get canned. She's leaving, uh, the CW series Batwoman. Uh, and there's been some mixed reports about what's actually been happening. Uh, both of which I think can be true. Uh, Ruby Rose, uh, is leaving the series after just one season. Plus her like miniseries debut, uh, during the crisis on multiple earths, I, I forget what it was called. Uh, it wasn't the big crisis crossover, but it was the CW crossover uh, two years ago, not this past season. Uh, apparently, during filming this year, the, during stunts work, uh, she did injure her back that caused two herniated discs to happen, and she's been in pain and has been kind of a pain on the set. Since then, and so she didn't really want to continue being the Batwoman. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I heard she was. It was a lot of. She didn't like doing all the late night shooting. I don't think she enjoyed being. I think she felt like she was missing stuff being up in like Vancouver um, versus being in L.A. Um, there was, you know, a couple reports came out where it was kind of. WB and her kind of were like, yeah, we're okay if you go, and I'm, ha- you know, I'm happy if I can leave. And it was just kind of, yeah, let's do that. Um, and then uh, coming out of that, um, Chris, you remember the actress's name? I can't. Who plays Rosa? Uh, on- yes, yeah, Stephanie Beatrice. Uh, she plays Rosa on NBC's uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who and I think's fantastic. Uh, she's a lot of fun on that show. The character that she plays is completely different from who she is as a person. Like seeing the difference in the two of them when you see her giving an interview is absolutely crazy. Uh, but fun thing about Stephanie Beatrice, though, is she is a comic book nerd. Uh, I know I've shared a picture with you guys before. And I think I've even mentioned it on the show. But for Halloween a couple years ago, she actually went as America Chavez from Young Avengers. And she looks spot on. And she's displayed an interest in playing this part. And 
I haven't watched any of Batwoman, uh, strictly just because I kind of fell out of the Arrowverse a few years ago once I just kind of stopped watching TV. Something I want to get back into, uh, eh, not high on my list of priorities right now. i got some other stuff I'm, I'm really into and want to watch. Uh, talk about that when we come up into the list. Has anyone watched her as Batwoman? Is there... I've seen no. her in the crossover uh, two seasons ago. Or not season six of The Flash, but season five of The Flash. That that uh, crossover series. And then I started watching the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, miniseries that was happening. But then I stopped. Uh, but The Flash, just season six, just hit the uh, Netflix. So hopefully I can catch up there. Uh, I wasn't that interested in Batwoman. But I do still enjoy watching the Flash series. Gotcha. Well, it's I remember... Like- it's, it seems like the show is taking a lot from that original uh, Rucka and um, um, J, uh, J. William. J. H. Williams. J. H. Williams, thank you. It's taking the a second, lot from third? their their run on it. And like some of the stuff I've read and the villains and stuff they've brought in are some of those really cool, fun villains that you liked from that run. So I'm like, I kind of, I kind of want to check it out, but I'm not like, if it's, if it's not popping up, popping up on Netflix, if it's not like, just like, oh, here I can click and watch an episode. I haven't seen it, but I'm interested in seeing it. Like, I'm kind of interested in seeing the star girl one. Cause it looks like they did a pretty good job with it. And that's kind of where I'm at too, because it's not that I dislike, you know, this corner of the universe. It's just, I fell out of watching TV, and as a casualty, I haven't dipped my toe back in because at this point, I'm going to have years of back catalog between Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, Supergirl. Uh, there's one I'm missing, Black Lightning. Uh, there's a there's a lot I've missed out on, and the last time I remember actually even talking about Batwoman was when it was announced that she had been cast in the role. And I just Googled it real quick because I can't even remember what she looks like. And just looking at her right now in costume, I'm like, yeah, that's that's Batwoman. It's a, a solid casting. No, she wasn't bad. It was just she does play it very stiff. Um, but that might just be the think, and everything as well. Uh, there was, I mean, it's been a while since I've read anything with Batwoman in it, too. But that also kind of feels like the character, I guess. Right, but there's like during this uh, the last cross- crossover that I was watching in Crisis on Infinite Earths, there were moments where it definitely seemed like they were trying to make you know Supergirl and Batwoman kind of pals, <laughs> and it just like they had no chemistry together, and it was just kind of like whereas uh, the guy that plays the Flash, man, he, he, Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin, he sits down with anybody, and it's like. Dude, we're best friends now, like automatically. And uh, I think the girl that plays Supergirl has that same kind of quality. Mm-hmm. So it was very weird to see her like not like being able to play off of uh, Ruby Rose in the same way. And that's but, you know again, I, I don't watch a lot of those shows, and I haven't watched a lot of Supergirl. But the episode of Supergirl I liked the most was the Flash crossover because seeing those two characters. Together, it worked, and I think it's strictly just because of those two actors. Like they both have, like that inherent likability to them. 
So seeing them on screen together, just kind of like, oh yeah, that that makes which, sense. Which crossover? This the one on Supergirl, which was uh, the original crossover. Yeah, the the original. Uh, no, I didn't see the musical one, but the the original original, musical like one ep- is a episode little... like five or six. Yeah, but Supergirl is right at the beginning of it. And that's a fun one. I'll turn that on when I'm in a sour <laughs> mood because it's just so light and fun. Like you can't you can't be grumpy and watch that. Like. If you're feeling grumpy and you watch it, it eventually when he gets the by the time he gets ice cream for everybody to show off how fast the flash is, you're like, okay, I'm happy again. Everything's great. And the musical one isn't bad. It's but it's just that fun, corny, cheesy kind of stuff. So it's enjoyable. Uh, what else? There was something else that's enjoyable that nobody would ever be angry about. Um, because everybody is just in agreement that it was okay, and we can just leave it be, right? <laughs> no, there's an insane populi on the internet that has been screaming for the Snyder Cut of the Justice League for some unknown reason. I think just to be assholes. <laughs> Because what the best thing ever is for them to do this to spend like to, they gave they get, they're they're giving Zack Snyder like thirty million dollars to finish it and it's going to go up on HBO Max and I just hope like all those people that have been clamoring for years just like oh we're not going to we're not going to buy that app we're going to pay for that and then, then I feel not. like they have they have to at this point though no they don't no they don't have to. Because they've already it's come the internet. Out. So, some of the people <laughs> on the internet have already come out, Chris, and said that's not what they want. They don't want the him to go back and do rework. They want the original Snyder cut, the one that's out there already, with the without the post production. Just they want like it the, how it is. But and that's the thing, like because as soon as that comes out, they're not gonna like it because it's not finished, and you're gonna be seeing you know storyboard stuff. You're gonna be seeing things that's you know, previous special effects aren't finished. Like, that's not the way you want to watch a movie. And I mean, it's one thing if you're watching deleted scenes from something and you're like, okay, yeah, you know, they didn't finish this because and time or money. Or yeah. Like that. that's, I, I can appreciate that for what it is because you're not meant to see that. It, it was cut for a reason. I don't want to watch a whole movie of stuff that's just disjointed and thrown together. That's why I couldn't get into that. Uh, the Indiana Jones fan cut thing that they did a few years ago, where it was like everyone took a a chunk or a scene and did it in their own style, and then it all got edited together because it's it's clunky. You know, there's mm-hmm. no cohesiveness to it, even though it's a story that you know and you're familiar with. It just it's broken. I, I'm surprised that they're actually doing this. I mean, I know there's been so much outcry for the past two or three years, however long it's been since Justice League came out. I have no desire or drive to see this. I'm glad those people are getting it, but I, I don't think it's going to be what they want it to be. And I think they're going to not like it. And they're going to come out and be like, well, it's because it's so far after he was supposed to have done it. It suffered. I, there's going to be excuses for this. Also the excuses. He, it, they're afraid that he's now because originally this was going to lead into a part two of that Justice League movie. 
it was going to be two parts. And now he's going to edit it together. And it might just be, you know, without leading into a part two that we'll never get. And also part of that 20 to $30 million that Warner Brothers is giving him is to... <laughs> it's just to fix the mustache stuff. They're going to go back. <laughs> well, it's it's to actually record ADR, uh, additional uh, uh, dialogue recordings with the actors. They're not going to shoot new scenes, but they're actually going to bring back the actors to shoot di- new dialogue <clears> or to finish the dialogue. Um, so they're already complaining that, well, it's obviously we'll never get part two, so it's not good. And if it does actually wrap up, then it's not the original Snyder Cut. So they're, they got it out to complain either way. And it's the internet. They'll complain anyways. It's, I mean, it's like they always say, never, never meet your idols, never get your Snyder Cut. That's, that's a thing, right? Yeah. That's what they say now. That's an old adage. Yeah. I own the Donner Cut of Superman 2, or Superman 1 and 2, whatever it's, and I still haven't watched it. I know producer Scott watched it, and he actually enjoyed it. I own it, but I like have no interest. Like it was one of those drunken all on Amazon. <laughs> so it was like five, six bucks, maybe seven bucks, eight bucks. You know, oh, see, that's not bad. Man one and two, like the Donner cut, and I'm like, why not? Like, see, I, I prefer the drunk Paul buying an eight dollar movie to the drunk Paul. Pledging two hundred dollars on a board game <laughs> on Kickstarter, like I, I'm not I because I've gotten some good games to play with him. I can't fault you for like spending that eight bucks. Like that's fine. That's allowed, Paul. Yeah, but this Batman game is going to be really fun to play when we can get together and play it, and, and before Gloom or before the sequel to Gloomhaven comes out, and after we finish Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven that we've been playing for a year window. and a half, very small. It's the the window's so small. It's just me coming over to your house and us playing it in your dining room. Max, I think Max would play. I think Max would play. Yeah. So at least we got two. So, but I have Imperial Assault to play. Oh, so many board games that I have to play that I've never played. How about you have to watch your Donner Cut DVD first, and then you're allowed to play them? <laughs> okay. You gotta you gotta work your way through that stack. I I think I've seen the Donner cut, and I don't remember any. I don't remember any differences, but it's been. I think when the Donner cut, I don't know, came out on DVD, and I mean, I think I was still living in my mother's basement uh, when I saw it. So, but I don't remember walking away being like, "Oh shit, that was amazing." I just remember like. Isn't this the same movie? Like, <laughs> I don't. I didn't really notice any difference. Yeah, and uh, who knows if we'll notice a difference between the Snyder cut and the cut that we got? You know. So, but that'll bring us in to the list, guys. Unless we want to talk oh. about beer. I don't know. What, what are you, where are you guys at? What are you guys feeling? Uh, I've opened my second beer. Yeah, I opened my second beer too. Uh, so I'm fine with heading into that. Yeah. Chris, what are you drinking? Another beer from Side Words Brewing? 
Yeah, um, my second beer is from Sideward Brewing, and this is their Granola Cruncher. This is an oatmeal porter brewed with chocolate, peanuts, and raisins. Uh, it's a trail mix inspired beer, and this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it hits all of those notes so well. Uh, it just got the, like that nice kind of like chocolate malt on the back end, but still just nice and rich throughout it with the oatmeal and those raisins. And then you can just get that little bit of like that peanut starchiness that kind of coats your tongue. Uh, it's a great balance of everything in here. Uh, I do have one more of these left in my refrigerator, and it's going to be really hard not to crack it open and drink it tonight. Because uh, this is like the last beer that I have, but I have a third one that I can talk about that I also picked up from a sideboard. Uh, but it's been like a week and a half since we recorded, and I didn't want to save it because I really wanted to drink it. So, you know what? That's fine. That was for me. But yeah, Cyber Brewing. Uh, fantastic place. And they've got great food. I, over this whole quarantine thing, it's become one of my, one of my favorite places to go. Uh, and I can't wait for you guys to come down again so you can go there for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to have visited you for my birthday. <laughs> you were supposed to. We would have, we definitely would have hit it up, but you know. I was going to go for a run. You can still run, Paul. You don't have to make a sign about it. I was going to sign up for a Disney run. Uh-huh. Go down there and visit Chris. Do the Disney run. But all the runs are getting canceled. Yeah, it's <laughs> the one that I had uh, scheduled in August. Think it's such a weird time still. Like, even though things are opening back up again, it's things are still getting pushed back or shut down. Like, you never know, guys. You never know. John, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking from Pressure Drop, another local brewery. This is their Sticky Icky. This is a hazy IPA version of their Sticky Trees, which is their flagship IPA. Um, Sticky Tree, I remember having it on tap when it came out, and I thought it was good. I didn't. There was a lot of buzz about it. I didn't really get the buzz. I thought it was a good beer. And then they started canning it. And I didn't think they captured the essence of that beer in can. Uh, but with Sticky Icky, their hazy version, uh, I, I'm really enjoying this. It's going down smooth. It's got a really nice kind of small fruit pop to it. Very pineapple-y, uh, melony. Um, and I, I like it. It's uh, a really nice 6%. Like, I, got, I, I drank... I drink. <laughs> I got two two low ABV boys, uh, a four and a half and a six percenter, because uh, I don't know. Last time we recorded, I, I got a little too crazy, and um, <laughs> that happens. Yeah, it, it happens. I had I had huh. nobody here to tell me no, or uh, I don't know to if... split the thing with, so I didn't drink a full thirteen uh, percent dragon's milk in ten minutes. You know. Uh, I don't know if you have this information available to you or if you're aware or not, but Pressure Drop, are they named after the song from Toots and the Maytals, later covered by uh, um, The Clash and the Specials? I don't think so. Okay, because that's a great song. I think it's more in line with, like, dropping the pressure in, like, loosening a valve and letting the steam out kind of a thing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Um, 
I know it's basically a brewery that everything is done by a husband and wife. Like they pretty much do everything themselves with the brewery. Um, and they were in the old basket factory that I pointed out to you when you were up visiting Chris and we were at, um, um, Chris, what's our Paul? What's the uh, South Buffalo brewery there? Uh, uh, Gene McCarthy's. Gene McCarthy's. When we, we were leaving there with your mom, I pointed out, oh, that's where Pressure Drop is. Uh, yeah, I remember. It's like the the brick building there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The barrel factory. The old barrel factory. And um, the they just happened factory. to be closed that day. And, you know, we couldn't go. Who comes and visits on a Tuesday? Come on. Come on. <laughs> um, it's not open on a Tuesday. Yeah, nothing's open on a Tuesday. <laughs> everybody now. Uh <laughs> Um, but no, they, they make, I, I've enjoyed their beers in the past. I think they do a good job and, um, I like, I enjoy this beer. I wish I hadn't sold out of it and I had, I had gotten more. Paul, how's your, your next Mai Tai? Oh, my next Mai Tai, this, I'm drinking the one out of, uh, if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, the one that I put in the Geeky Tiki, uh, Darth Vader mug. Uh, and this is from Death & Co, because I thought that worked well. Mm. Uh, this is very lime-forward. It's nice. I don't get any kind of alcohol on it. It's It calls for a one, whole, uh, one ounce of lime juice. It's not super tart, because there is uh, orange yolk in there, uh, which is a sweet, you know, almond-flavored almond syrup. So there is uh, a bit of sweetness. And it is pretty well balanced. Uh, I don't get any alcohol, so it's like a very refreshing. Just drink it down. And guys, I'm already a little buzzed. So <laughs> I already finished this, and I'm halfway through the other one. So you know, sweet. That's why I warned you. It's hot in here, and I <laughs> it's hot in here. <laughs> uh, so I did just do some googling before we move on, and their name is Pressure Drop. Uh, Two reasons. Their name references the barometric pressure changes that must occur for lake effect snow to form, uh, as well as when they transfer beer from one tank to another, there's a drop in pressure, and they transfer a lot of beer there. So, not because of the song, but if you guys aren't familiar with the song Pressure Drop by Toots and the Maytals, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's not like about ska music. It's fantastic, guys. Yeah. You should share it on the Facebook I will. Not right now, though. Uh, you can do whatever you we want. we got a show to do. Yeah. Oh, John's back, guys. I've been back. I know. I just didn't see it until now. Wife happens. That brings us into the, the list, right? Yeah. Yeah. And these are the books that we are looking forward to coming out May 27th, 2020. And, Paul, you sound like you got something to say. I did want to hit up two different things. There is a book that I'm looking forward to coming out in 2020. But I was anticipating there was still being the queue. And I recently purchased and got in uh, the Star Wars role-playing game, the reprint from Fantasy Flight Games out of Minnesota. They reprinted the old West End Games version of Star Wars the role-playing game. And it comes with a source book. And I was more excited about the source book than the actual role-playing game book. Uh, because the source book actually is the thing that kind of created uh, a little bit of canon. 
back in the day. Uh, West End Games worked with Lucasfilms. They went to the shops. They looked at models. They took sketches. And they're the ones that actually, before the aliens were just known as Hammerheads, they're the ones that came up with the name Ithorians. Uh, and also the Pig Snout Guards from Jabba's Palace, they're the ones that came up with a uh, Gam- Gamorian. So, the Gam- Gamorian Guards. So there is a little bit of uh, canon building in that book, and I just kind of wanted to own that and like page through it. And they... And in that source book, it is kind of fun because they do some kind of like um, advertisements for things like, oh, buy an X-Wing fighter, you know, kind of world building, stuff like that. Uh, they have advertisements for buying R2, R2 droids uh, from Industrial Automation, I think. I can't remember. it. The book is on the shelf. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's kind of cool Star Wars history to see that reprinted and available. I think it's worth the, you know, 50 bucks. Oh, wow. It was that much. It's two hardcover books. You know, with the... So, and it comes in a slipcover. It's a nice production. Because um, so that was going to be my question. You know, it's, I, I didn't... I, I paid a little... Maybe I paid a little too much, but I don't know. I don't know. You think maybe if each of them was 20 or 25, coming out to 50 is not a big deal. Yeah, it, I didn't really. So this was a reprint, you said, because mm-hmm. uh, West End Games shut down a while ago. So does someone else have the rights to it now that they're putting this stuff out, or was it a reprint yeah, Fantasy, from Fantasy Flight Games owns uh, the light, Star Wars license now to do both role playing and tabletop games, mm-hmm. but and also now miniatures. Like they got the rights to miniatures not too long ago, maybe two years ago. Uh, and they've released uh, X-Wing Miniatures game. They've released Imperial Assault. Uh, they got the Star Wars role-playing game. Uh, all available. And, uh, yeah, this reprint that they did, like, maybe three years ago for, I think, the 30th. And uh, the original came out in 1987. So, oof, so probably three years ago for the 30th anniversary, they did this reprint. And I finally broke down and was like, you know what? I want it. I know it's I know it's a lot. It's a little bit cheeky for me to buy it, but I want it. <laughs> I want it. I want it. <laughs> I want it. Uh, and then I am going to be buying Star Wars. It's keeping with the Star Wars theme. Star Wars Dr. Aphra. This is a character that seems like I should like. She's sassy, smug. Arrogant, uh, and she's a, like a Indiana Jones set in the Star Wars universe. I know we've read, I think, one or two issues that involved her before this is the story arc coming up. I'm from It's a Long on Art by Rika Carista. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll stick with it this time. I really enjoyed the Dr. Afra book that came out before. I do have the trade, Paul, if you want to check that out. Um, I, thought, on Mixology. I thought we read it for the trading policy. I don't know if we read the whole thing. It's possible. I mean, we've read a lot of books read, over time. I know we definitely read, read the first one. one. Yeah, I know we definitely did one of them for a look back. I don't know if we 
went back to it to do the rest of it for a trade and policy. It is possible. Um, I just I don't remember or have that information in front of me. Uh, but it does kind of work into what I'm going with because I've been in a really big Star Wars mood lately. Uh, I've been going back and rewatching Clone Wars leading up to the final season that was just released over on Disney Plus last month. Uh, and I'm really digging it. And that's just put me into a, hey, consume as much Star Wars as you can mood. So I actually went on to Comixology today because I was going to try to round out my Star Wars trade paperback collection. And guys, there's a lot of Star Wars comic books out there that they have had different series and story arcs based off of. So I actually need to do a little bit of research to find out uh, what's where so I can kind of continue on with my reading because some of those stories jump across different titles to different arcs. So there's a lot of books I need to, to check out. Nice. And uh, something that I'm looking forward to checking out is actually Avengers 33. And this is um, a Moon Knight versus the Avengers. Uh, This has mummies that are rising from their graves, secret armies marched by moonlight. um, From Kung Lun to Wakanda to Greenwich Village, a dark god invades Asgard, and Moon Knight has been unleashed like he's never been before. And I actually saw um, from one of the next issues is Moon Knight um, just wearing his mask with bandaged hands, no shirt, uh, ready to fight, going, I'm looking for, I'm looking for the Iron Fist. And I was like, ooh, I kind of want to see where this goes. Um, so I'm glad that this book is coming out, and uh, I'm ready to go. I love... I, I don't know what it is, but I had picked up a Moon Knight trade, and then I just got hooked on the character. And uh, I love me some Moon Knight. I look forward to whenever we finally get the uh, Moon Knight series. Yeah, me too. Probably a long ways off. This is the I heard, time. I heard they hired the Rock for him. Moon Knight, right? Huh? This is the third Moon Knight series like oh oh not i'm thinking comics um i don't know i think i mean since we've i think done the podcast there's been maybe five five moon knight series that have all been different takes on the character um the original one that was more of like kind of a he's a little bit crazy and he's more of a badass. And then there was the, um, um, the Jeff Lemire. There was the Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire was one of the last ones. No, um, Brian Michael Bendis did one where he was actually, he was crazy and he was imagining that he was on the team with the justice league and like Wolverine and Spider-Man the justice, League, Not the just uh, the, uh, the Avengers. Yeah, that's how crazy he is. <laughs> Man, that's Snyder cut. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Avengers and um, like Spider-Man and Wolverine were like they were giving him a mission to do, uh, which actually was pretty good. And then um, I think there was a Jason Aaron run that also I think Warren Ellis worked on. Then there was the uh, Lemire run, and then um, 
Oh, what's the guy from? He's from the Charles Soul. No, he's he's one of your uh, rock and roll people that you like, Chris. That he's got. The, he's like bipolar. Oh, oh, uh, Max Lemus. Max Lemus did a run, uh, and that was like the latest run on it. And uh, this Avengers book is written by uh, Jason Aaron, so I enjoyed his take on Moon Knight a lot. So there we go. I'm a happy boy. I'm a happy boy. Nice. I get me some Moon Knight. You know what makes me happy? And now, <coughs> dramatic reading from Excalibur, issue one. Page 17, panel 3. Did you hear me? Hmm? I said, Sugar and I need another cocktail. You coming? And that was a dramatic reading from Excalibur, issue 1, page 17, panel What I like about that reading... What I like about that reading is when Paul started doing it, you just heard Chris go, <clears throat> like he really had to get his, really had to so get his throat I'm, ready for it. I'm a little congested today. <laughs> uh, and they're both female characters because it's Jubilee and Betsy Braddock, which, Paul, I want to ask you, nice. how how is that Excalibur? Uh, because I want to check it out and it's on my list of things to pick up because it's Marcus Toe doing the artwork. I just haven't. It is Marcus Toe and that's why I picked up issue one, but. It is very wordy and it jumps around a lot, and there's, so there's they don't give much room for his artwork. Gotcha. In that first issue, and hence why I didn't pick up issue two. Because it's it's a team that did a uh, on YouTube Marvel Comics uh, for the past few weeks has been doing a like how to draw series, and they uh, in an artist. I did see basically, that. Basically, like sit there, and Marcus Toe did one, and I was so upset that I missed it live because I'm like, dude. Like it's it's a series. Yeah, it's a series you, I want to check out. Yeah. I I own pages from him. Oh, yeah, I have two pages from him, and then I also have sketches from him. It's a, a sketch. I got a Stephanie Brown sketch. It's uh, it's an Excalibur team that I like because it's Jubilee, Psylocke, Gambit, and Rogue on it, and you know those are. Some of my favorite X-Men right there. So I, I do want to check it out. Uh, I feel like I like the X-Men stuff that was coming out because this was part of the, I forget the the relaunch, whatever they called it, that we read some of it uh, from Hickman. This is like a spinoff from that. I, and I want to pick up more of those X-Men books. And I, think, I think this would be the X-Men book for me. I don't know. It, it, I think it's worth checking out. It deals a lot with Morgan. Also, they deal with actually Camelot and Morgan Le Fay and everything like that. So that's another reason I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, I, I, again, like me with X-Men, it's like me with Spider-Man. When I get into it, I really get into it. And I pick it up for a couple months. But then there's just so many books that are part of the story or spin out of it that at that point I'm just like, eh, I don't want to keep doing all this. And I fall off until a couple years later when it's like, Oh, it's relaunched. Oh, I like this book. I like this book. Oh, I like this writer. I like this artist. Let me, let me check these out. And then it just becomes 
a cycle again. And after that break, it leads us to the main topic. And this is, you know, we've been doing some fun episodes. Uh, last week, we, John did his super fun uh, bar trivia night. Chris, you had a fun night. Uh, what did we do? He, he did the, the draft. Uh, not the draft. Um, the bracket. The bracket. The bracket. And you know me. I'm a sucker for good brackets, and I'm also a sucker for a good draft. Uh, so we're, we're here, <coughs> three of us, we're going to try to draft uh, basically as if we were sitting down in DC editorial, and we were able to pick DC characters in order to write our new epic storyline. So what we're trying to do is draft characters that uh, we'll, we'll write together in a new comic book series that we'll have to figure out what brings this team together, what kind of internal conflict that team has in order to keep the drama going, to keep readers reading week to week, and also what looming threat they're facing, um, be it a villain or some sort of existential threat. Who knows? Um, and we're doing this by just going to random getrandomthings.com slash DC comic characters dot PHP. That website, it's going to generate us six random characters uh, that we're going to pick from, do a draft, and then at the end, we're going to talk about our new comic book line. And hopefully, you listener would be very excited to buy that comic book. That's why we're doing all this. We're doing it for you. Ready? ready? Yes. Uh, we did. I did go to another website because I did none of my own work, and and uh, plugged in our names in order to get a draft order. So we got a draft order. Uh, can you guys? Is this too small for you guys to see? Uh, six. That's no, fine. that works that way. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that way we got the draft order. We got the characters that we're drafting from. Um, Chris, you have the first pick. Yeah, why don't you hit, yeah, hit generate again just so we get a, a fresh batch. Yep. All right. We have Raz al Ghul, Hal Jordan, Batgirl, Beast Boy, Black Canary, and Doomsday. We are able to, we, because of that looming threat issue, we do want to be able to pick villains as well. Uh, there are no rules if you want to pick. We're going seven rounds. So if you want to pick seven villains and to go up against one Hero, you could if you want to pick seven, uh, six heroes to go up against one villain. You could do that as well. So, Chris, it's all up to you. I mean, it's not a hard choice for me at all. I'm going to go Hell Jordan, obviously. I love me some Green Lantern, guys. You see a Green Lantern, you pick Green Lantern. That's how it works. And uh, I'm going to go uh, Raza Ghoul. I'm, I'm typing away really quickly. So that leaves me with Batgirl, Beast Boy, Black Canary, and Doomsday. Uh, they don't mention which Batgirl that's here. The one in the picture, though, that's Babs. Yeah. That's Barbara Gordon. Uh, I'm like, I'm a toss-up right now with between Batgirl and Black Canary, but I'm going to go Black Canary. 
We'll try to figure out what I'm going to do after that. Uh, John, you're up. We're going to get a new draft sure. together here. And our new generated again. And now we have Manhunter, Bizarro. Hell Jordan, who's already picked, so he's out. Robert Gordon. Captain Marvel. Well, I'm going to have to go with Captain Marvel. One of my faves. Ooh, can I get that black stallion? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know what Paul's doing. Oh, it, it reloaded. I it, it did reload. Okay, pick from this. Oh. No, no, go ahead and play Captain Marvel. All right. Because I tried to type and type. Uh, I am going to go with... Uh, I have now. We have Nightwing, Alfred Pennyworth, Barbara Gordon, Cyborg, Hawkgirl, and Catwoman. Because technical issues, because I didn't click on the right screen while I started typing. I no, I would say like this Barbara Gordon because we have that Batgirl. Not nobody picked her, but like I would say this would be more Oracle Barbara Gordon. Oracle, yeah. If you picked Batgirl, and then Barbara Gordon comes up, then you would. I haven't used this website a lot. I'm using it for the first time now. I am going to go with uh, Nightwing. Uh, sucks to suck. Chris. <laughs> that sucks to suck. That definitely would have been my pick. Um, I have the characters that are left. So we have Alfred, Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Oracle, or she would be Batgirl because nobody picked Batgirl, correct? Yep. That's what you said. Uh, Cyborg, Hawkgirl, or Catwoman. Um, I'll go Hawkgirl. Branching out a little bit. Generate again. Alright, I have. Okay, Trinity. Bizarro, Manhunter, Supergirl, Firestorm, Flexible. So right now I have Black Canary, Nightwing. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go with. Like, what kind of. I'm going to Supergirl. I think I know what I'm going to do. With my. Uh, I will go with Firestorm. Uh, I'll go with Lex Luthor. We have Harley Quinn, Alfred Pennyworth, Aquaman, Deathstroke, Batana, and Raven. I am going to go with yeah, I got two characters that are like more street level. There's nothing street level on me. Harley Quinn, Deathstroke. Yeah, I don't like. I, I don't like either one of them. Deathstroke would be a good villain. Yeah, well, Harley Quinn, I don't think is a big bad, but Deathstroke could be my big bad. Right now, between Black Canary and and Nightwing, so that's why I'm thinking I'm going to Deathstroke. All right, and I'm going to go Zatanna. 
I will go Aquaman. Oh, I mean, I've been looking at it for a minute. Yeah. So you guys both got to go yeah, before me, so. All right, Chris, you get to pick yet again. Uh, we got Flash, Barry Allen, Aquaman, who's already picked. Joker, Alfred Pennyworth, who comes up quite a bit. Scarecrow, and also Bizarro, who shows up close. Hmm. Aquaman. You want me to increase the? Uh, no, I, I'm still, uh, I'm still fine. Uh, I will go with Bizarro. Man, I was going for a certain thing. Uh, I guess I'll go Aquaman. I, I picked Aquaman. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. It's on the screen. You're on the screen. Well, because it, it says Chris. Oh, you picked him before. Um, I guess I'll go Scarecrow. You don't have to use everybody, like Paul said before. Yeah, I know. We're picking seven. You don't need to use all seven for your list. Um, I have Destro, who's kind of like villain, Nightwing, Black Canary. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Alfred Pennyworth. I think I can figure this out. I, I think I got a good storyline. All right. Uh, do we want to increase the list of characters now that we are getting? Yeah. Maybe up. I think just eight. Yeah, just try it. Yeah, just try eight. So now we have Lex Luthor, who's already been picked. Batgirl, Batwoman, Captain Cold, Captain Marvel, Flash, Black Canary, who has already been picked, and Harley Quinn. So we have six to pick from. Yep. Um, cause John picked Captain Marvel before, as well as Lex Luthor. And Paul's picked Black Canary. True. So there's five to pick. Uh, I will go with Barry Allen Flash. Sorry, I didn't pick over. Uh, so you're picking Flash, Barry Allen. Yep. I am going to pick this person who's my villain. Nobody's picked that early, right? Nope. Alright. She, Alright, and I'll go with that woman. John. Generating another eight. And this is our. Uh, Chris, how many characters do you have? So far? Uh, I have six so far. Okay. okay, so this is our. Uh. Uh, I'm gonna go Doctor Fate. 
this. <laughs> that was like the the big pick on this one, I think. <clears throat> so I have to go Green Arrow. Damn it! Because I would have I would have gone with him. Black Canary. Yeah, I I have I have Hal and Barry. Yeah, they're all buds. Um, I'll go Captain Cold. All right, guys. Who are your teams? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, you have Al Jordan, Hawkgirl, Firestorm, Aquaman, Cesaro, Mary Allen Platt, and Captain. John, you have Rosal Ghoul, Captain Marvel. Lex Luthor, Zantan, Scarecrow, Batwoman, and Dr. Fate. I have Black Canary, Nightwing, Deathstroke, Supergirl, uh, Alfred Pennyworth, Batgirl, Kind of like uh, I like where mine's gonna go. Well, while we're thinking, we can talk about what we're. Oh, I didn't open anything else up. Hold on, I got I got I got a old standby that I bought for tomorrow that I'm happy to open and drink. Chris, did you open up anything? No, I I only had the two beers, uh, but I had a third one that I had bought at the same time as these two that I could discuss. I'm drinking my third Mai Tai. So. Yeah, well, go ahead with your Mai Tai. Uh, this is the Smuggler Co- uh, Co's spec. This is uh, based off the Trader Vic uh, Mai Tai back from the 1940s. This is more... Rough. Who bought you that? Who bought you that book? I'm very happy about that. Yeah! Thank you, John. And I, thank you for that. Because uh, if you want tiki drinks, there's a book that's called uh, Smuggler's Cove. And they're a bar out in California, uh, and they have some really good recipes, or as the people in the Jackex mixology world refer to them as specs or specifications. Um, and this is a delightful Mai Tai. This is a from forward Mai Tai. Uh, unlike the Death & Co., this only calls for three and a quarter, three quarters um, ounce of lime juice and then two ounces of rum. And the rum kind of shines through a little bit more. So pick a nice rum. I did pour the same rums for both the, the Smuggler's Cove and also the um, Death & Co. specs. So I think it's fair to to judge them this way. Uh, yeah, this is going to be my Mai Tai from now on. The Smuggler Cove's Mai Tai is what I'm going to judge all of the Mai Tais by. It's nice, it's bright, with that lime juice, but the rum, um, I, I did use some Jamaican rum, Smith & Cross, and also, um, I can't remember the other ones, <laughs> drinking, and it's only been an hour to finish three miles. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good, it's great. 
Did that give you enough time to open up your other beer? Or Chris, what did, what was the third beer you wanted to talk uh, about? My other beer that I was going to talk about was actually also from Sideward Brewing, and it was their Code Nar. Nar spelled G-N-A-R as in gnarly. Nar is their Mountain Dew Berliner Weiss. Uh, Code Nar is a cherry version of that, much like you have Code Red for Mountain Dew. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, not as tart as the regular Nar, which is, you know, Mountain Dew, so it's kind of that lemon-lime flavor. Uh, the Code Nar, though, if you didn't tell me it was alcoholic, I wouldn't have believed it because it just tasted like a, a cherry soda. Uh, I really dug it. I hope they still have it next time I go to Sideward because I will gladly get another prowler of that because it's just a great summertime, just nice porch drinking sweet beer. Like it was fantastic. I definitely put it over the Tiki Sour, the blue Hawaiian that I had at the beginning of the show. Um, just because it doesn't have that tart. It's just, it's just like cherry candy. There's nothing, there's nothing to not like about it. Uh, yeah. And as I got up and I walked, three feet over to my fridge uh, to get my next beer. Uh, I'm going with a nice, a classic um, high lie from Cigar City. Just something to be nice, easy drinking. Um, I grabbed it for the picnic that I'm having tomorrow and uh, just thought it'd be great to have. And it is, it's a, just a great drinking beer. And, guys, now that you got your teams together, it's time to come up with this story arc. How are you going to pitch it to DC Editorial to let you just run with these characters? What's that book that you're going to sell them? Uh, I know I've listed three things that I really wanted you guys to think about. That's mostly just uh, kickstart your ideas, to kickstart the uh, juices flowing. Hopefully... You guys got something now, and let's pitch these books. So, John, what's your book? So my book, uh, so the main villain is going to be Lex Luthor, and he's used Jonathan Crane to come up with a way to poison and control Dr. Fate, who Dr. Fate is then poisoning the magic throughout the DC universe. Uh, so this is causing uh, Zatanna to not be able to do her spells. Her spells, she actually has to say forward instead of backwards. Captain Marvel's powers, he keeps shifting between Billy Batson and Captain Marvel. He's not as strong. He's not as wise. He's not as fast. And they actually end up going to Batwoman to kind of help them kind of solve what's going on and to have someone who can can help them. And then uh, the strife within this group is then all of a sudden Ra's al Ghul shows up to help figure out what's going on with magic because his Lazarus pits are no longer working. And this motherfucker wants to stay alive. So he's going to be into the group. They don't really trust him. They have this thing where they need to save magic. And uh, what was the other thing? I think I got it all right. I nailed it. Nailed it. it. You nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah. 
boom so, in, wait, is in, it in all of your that brings the team together or is it it's Zatanna? actually it's uh zatanna who finds captain marvel and they they are going to batwoman and at the same time razagul is going to batwoman because he wanted her because he doesn't trust bruce anymore uh he's going to her as someone to help infiltrate maybe uh lex luther or help be a detective and figure out what's going on Boom! Nailed it. Boom! That's, nailed it. That's actually a really fun storyline. I really like that. I would want to read that book. <gasps> yeah, me too. I should have been in a should have been in the comic book biz. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, mine's not as broad as a uh, a subject as John's is because the team that I put together is basically just kind of like a Justice League offshoot. Um, so I just kind of ran with that, where this is going to be the all-new Justice League semicolon strike force. Um, ooh. ooh your did this book come out in the 90s? It did. Um, so this is a Justice League team put together by Hal Jordan. So alongside him, he picks his best friend, Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, who also brings in a, on his way to rehabilitation, uh, Captain Cold along with Hawkgirl, Firestorm, and Aquaman. And Bizarro is going to be the main big bad for this team. Um, he's out doing Bizarro stuff, rampaging. Uh, but my internal conflict is actually going to be based off of Firestorm, who will have to bond with Hawkgirl. The only issue is um, Shira doesn't have her full memories back yet because she's still struggling with who she is as a person. Thus, she's not actually able to separate from the Firestorm Matrix, uh, which which leads to problems down the road. <clears throat> like it. Boom. Nailed it. Boom. Nailed it. I, just, I don't remember enough about Firestorm to be like, how does the Matrix work? So, yeah, she she's lost her uh, herself because she doesn't know where she ends, where she begins, where Shaira begins or ends, and then throw into firestorm on top of that. I think that works. It works. That does work. It's good. It's really good. I think you I think you nailed it. I think you know what? I think you nailed it too. Thank you. Paul, did you nail it? I don't know. I'll I'll have to ask you guys. So Destro Oh you nailed it on the rampage. He's killing <laughs> He's out there. <laughs> He's out there killing uh, people that used to work for the MI5. You know, uh, apparently there's some dark secret that maybe uh, people that worked for MI5 back in the day only know. And Alfred Pennyworth has noticed this. Like, the bunch of people that he used to work with back in the day, back when he was a field medic, has suddenly turned up dead. And the only person that could have been doing it with Deathstroke, uh, the Hunter, or whatever he's called. The Terminator. Uh, Terminator. The Terminator. That's it. That's it. It's Craven the Hunter. Deathstroke the Terminator. So he reaches out, of course, to Nightwing and Batgirl in order to try to uh, take down this threat. Because eventually, Deathstroke's going to work his way down the list and and end up having to take out Alfred Pennyworth. That's no good. Uh, of course, Nightwing and Batgirl reach out 
with all their connections and, and draft in Black Canary, who drafts in, of course, Green Arrow, and Supergirl, who just kind of shows up on the team uh, just as a powerhouse. I don't know how she really works into it, but this is kind of like that uh, DC, that uh, Justice League uh, Unlimited uh, episode of Double Date, where they're just there to try to protect Alfred Pennyworth. Um, the internal conflict, of course, is you know between Black Canary, Green Arrow, and Nightwing, and Batgirl. The will they, won't they, Sam and Diane kind of thing going on with both those two. And that looming threat is whether or not Deathstroke will or won't kill Alfred. Um, there we go. You know what I think, Paul? Did I nail it? You nailed it! Thank you. Uh, honestly, the book that I would be most look forward to reading is, is John's. Like, I think that's a great book. Like, Poisoning the Magic Stream. And, like, these magical characters having to figure that all out. It's a good pick. Good pick. Thanks. Yeah. I tried, I was going, like, you know, Razzle Ghoul, Captain Marvel, and then I was like, oh, Lex Luthor would be a good one. And I, I was actually thinking, like, ooh, like, science versus technology, like, the two having to come, um, um, that's, uh, magic versus technology with Razzle Ghoul, like, on the magic side. And then Lex Luthor, and then I got Zatanna, and I was like, man, great. And then it was like, Scarecrow, Batwoman, and then Dr. Fate at the end, and I was like, okay, I can still have magic, but i got to figure something out else with it. Because <clears throat> I love your internal conflict. Anybody thrown into the Firestorm Matrix that can't handle it? Really cool. It would be really fun to read. Things happen, man. Things happen. You know what? Strength Force. I think we all nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, so if you guys had fun with this, uh, listeners, go ahead and like find just one of those DC character randomization uh, sites and just see if you can come up with a fun storyline with any kind of random characters that are thrown at your way. Uh, I thought this was a fun kind of creative exercise. Hopefully you had fun listening to it. Um, I don't know. No, it's fun. I I like doing the weird random pick stuff just because, you know, like I said, uh, when we had our pause, I picked a bunch of characters. I like all of them. It's just trying to fit them together in in a way that makes sense and works because I, I had no idea what my team was going to be or what I wanted, you know, the, the point or the conflict to be. So we uh, sat down and I looked at everything and I was like, all right, what what do I got here? Uh, I just remember going to old to the comic book conventions and <clears> like <throat> Len Wein saying, no, I was bored. So I decided just to go in alphabetical order with the characters to break them off to teams. It's like, so I'm like, <laughs> oh, let's just kind of do like something like that. Like, let's make a random team, you know, let's throw a random like villain or something out there. And just leave, like, I tried to leave it as loosey-goosey and as open as possible, but still have some sort of constraints to make it work. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, we all have, you know, three different, three different groups of characters. I mean, all really different. And then how are they going to, how are they going to do a story with them? You know, I thought it was fun. 
Me I don't too. know if it works better than, you know, the typical draft of, like, draft a leader, draft a, you know, comic relief character, draft, you know. Well, I think it's, I don't know. I, 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 it's all... It's all different, you know. Like you're going to go into each one of those drafts with something different. Even uh, it was—I don't even remember how many years ago. But when I did the like the Olympics draft, when you do the draft yeah. itself, different, you're going to pick characters different. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun of the exercise of it. Yeah, so I agree. If you had fun. If you have fun listening, uh, please rate us and review us. It does really help us out. Find uh, more listeners. What helps us out even more, though, is if you just steal your friend's phone and just download our episode. <laughs> uh, steal everyone's grandma. Your grandma just downloads it all the time. Yeah, yeah tell your grandma. Grandmas love Bagnaboard Cast. <laughs> Such sweet boys. <laughs> <laughs>